There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry, those who are captive and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. Captivity can go far beyond the companies you represent. It starts between your ears and its impact is felt in every corner of your business. We're all about helping agency principals and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your freedom. If your goals are big enough, you're going to have to get uncomfortable to be able to reach them. Our team at RiskWell is living this out every single day. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and everything I learn along the way. We deliver relevant, tactical, and actionable content from industry peers, innovative partners, and a variety of leaders from other business verticals. We're not holding anything back. There's no upsell, no guru pitch, and no fluff. It's time to unshackle yourself from captivity and make your freedom jump with the Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. Hey, folks, welcome back to the Agency Freedom Podcast. We help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom. And uh, this is our second episode on the new setup. So hello for those of you that haven't seen me in video, maybe ever. Thank you to squadcast.fm, now part of the Descript family. They're not a sponsor of our podcast yet, but I love the platform and they're making the video capture a whole lot easier than it was on the platform we used to record in. Unfortunately, my guest was left waiting in that other room with the other platform. So glad we could get him over here and get everything ready to go. Scott, do I, how do I say your last name correctly? Is it Knowles? Knowles? Yeah, what, what yeah. is it? Knowles. I always say, uh, you know, just like Beyonce, you know, my sister, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Sister from another mister, as they say. There you go, man. Now, our guest for this episode is no stranger to the insurance industry. He's actually a two-time founder or co-founder. I'm not sure if you're founder, founder, or co-founder. Either way, he has been chief executive at two companies that a lot of folks have heard of. Uh, Scott, thank you so much for joining us, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. You know, when I dropped the the open call for guests on LinkedIn and Facebook, uh, your name uh, came up a couple of times, and I was grateful that you actually uh, reached out. I was like, "Hey, let's uh, let's record an episode. I've got some cool things going on." And I did a little bit of digging, uh, and then you reminded me that uh, I have heard your name before, and it was with another company that you ended up selling to one of the the juggernauts in our industry. We'll get into that here in just a little bit. Um, but Loss Scan is your current company. Before we do any of the company stuff, I'd love to have a Scott conversation. What's uh, what's your background before what you've been doing uh, with Loss Scan and before that Magic? How in the world did you get into the crazy game of insurance and, and, and what led you up to this point, man? Just take us through your backstory for a little bit. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I've actually, I've been in sales for a very long time. Uh, I actually, uh, Started uh, in sales, um, working for a, a food broker, believe it or not, and uh, hmm. actually represented uh, companies like uh, uh, Gatorade, which was at that time purchased and owned by uh, Quaker Oats and Corn Nuts and all those fun things. I was just talking to my wife about that the other day. As a matter of fact, how I used to have to make cold calls on uh, uh, convenience stores and uh, the people I managed over there. And I, that was my world into the sales uh, uh, side of me, I guess you can say. But I've always been an entrepreneur. My my first business I started, uh, I've, I've actually never told anybody this, uh, but the first business I ever started was a, uh, a car detailing company. And I was in high school. And uh, so I literally uh, hmm. 
was detailing cars and and doing that with no aspirations to be in insurance or sales or anything else. You know, I just like clean cars, you know? So, um, but uh, an opportunity came my way, you know, from one of my good friends and, uh, you know, said, Hey, you know, I'm working for this, uh, insurance company called John Deere insurance, you know, and they're, they're hiring. I don't know anything about insurance, but sure, you know, I'll go talk to him. And so, you know, I did. And, you know, that was my, my first step into, uh, the insurance world. And that was almost 25 years ago, uh, when I got hired on by John Deere and, you know, they were acquired by Century and, um, you know, eventually I parted ways theirs and went to go, go into the uh, broker world for a while and did that. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, eventually made my way into a couple more direct writers and working for, uh, Ally Financial, uh, for instance. And, so yeah, I've I've uh, I've been out there for for quite a long time doing uh, commercial insurance. Man, so you you've been on the agent side, you've been on the broker side. What was it about your journey, your experience, that made you go? You know what? I think I'll launch an insure tech company. <laughs> what what was the Magic origin story? Because Magic was wildly successful. You became such a disruptor that your main competitor bought you out. So that, I mean, that's like a dream success scenario for an InsurTech startup, a, a, a scratch nobody like you and I getting gobbled up by one of the big boys, you know, with hundreds of millions of dollars in the game. How in the world did Magic ever become a thing? Um, you know, it's funny. Um <laughs> I think I think the best developers and the best development you could ever have is is from a, a personal need and understanding you know what that need is um, to yourself personally and how it can help you accelerate you know um, as an individual or as a business person you know there's always you know a daily problem that we run across um, you know when you're we're doing daily tasks and and my brain is just weird I'm always looking at things and saying you know there's got to be a better way of doing this and you know finding a solution to it so. You know, for me, it, it was interesting. You know, I went from a direct writer uh, over to a commercial insurance broker. And the unique thing about being a direct writer is you have your own product, right? Um, nobody else has it. They they can't, you know, broker can't access it. They can't sell it. Uh, so it's you. whenever you walk into an opportunity, the opportunity is immediate. It's like, well, I have something that nobody else does. Um, leaving that direct writer and going into the world of, uh, the brokerage business, all of a sudden you realize, well, everybody's got the same stuff. So I got to figure out a way to make them want to buy that stuff from me. So that's yep. where the creativity came from is like, well, I got to, I got to kind of invent something that not only is going to help me sell, but do it in a way that it's more of an educational process. I wanted to educate my clients to make decisions. I didn't want to tell them or sell them. I wanted them to buy and wanted them to buy because, you know, I had something that was better about me or I could service them in a way that was better than anybody else. And, you know, hence came the creativity and, and understanding of, uh, uh, you know, what Magic, you know, really was and realizing in workers' compensation that you had something that you could actually change and affect a, or, or cause a financial impact in a positive way for your clients was, was, it was a game changer for me. So, and, and I didn't even know about the competitor at the time the, who eventually purchased me. I mean, I had, I didn't know anything about their products. You know, it had nothing to do with that. It was all about just flat out education. I wanted to show them stuff that was different. And, you know, so, yeah. so yeah, Maja came from just a, a creation of a personal need of mine and trying to take it to the next level for myself so I could grow as an individual. So, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I see the need, meet the need, right? That is just the best way that these sort of scratch companies happen. It, it, it's interesting that it's in the same exact kind of vertical as what uh, your company, Magic, was. The, the Mod Advisor story from Todd Tams is exactly the same origin story of Todd had a pain point and went to ground on a product that was only in his office that he was the only one using it. And then it ends up going to market after that. It's really interesting that you both have such a similar story in a, in a product that does very similar things uh, at a ground floor level. Um, I'm not going to assume anything about whether you have any idea who Todd Tams or Monervisor is, but um, the, the product itself, I mean, our mutual friend, David Carruthers, I've heard the name Modric so many times in the last two years. Uh, when he moved away from that uh, Zywave product that you helped improve during the time that you were at Zywave, and you, and we talked about that a little bit before you came on. You were a you a good member of the team there during your earnout and and did all the things that uh, they asked of you. But when people were looking at Mod Advisor and comparing it to Modjik, the the customizable reports, the intuitive data, the way that Modjik did what it does. You made a lot of big fans and uh, disrupted a, a product to the point that the folks that have that product bought you and integrated the best of Magic into what they're doing. I mean, it's like a stand and applaud moment, man. I, I'm, I'm just thrilled that you got to do that. What a cool experience. Yeah. Talk about that. Talk about that if you would. The experience of obviously you go to market, you have a lot of success, you get some big name folks in the industry behind you, Carruthers and, and other folks. Uh, that are just a huge fan of the product. And then suddenly a, a very large uh, company comes along and says, hey, um, let's have a conversation. What was that like for you? Well, uh, I'll tell you when they knocked on my door, um, they they actually called me and uh, or sent me an email. I think it was, I got an email and I remember getting that and, and I called my partner at the time and I said, uh, oh, who's actually my partner now? I'm like, well, guess who just knocked on our door? And he goes, really? I'm like, yeah. And uh, my immediate reaction was, because I'm, I'm somebody, if you email me or text me or call me, I just pick up the phone. I, I answer emails. I hate I hate having that stuff hanging over my head. So I immediately yeah. sent an email back to him and said, hey, I really appreciate your interest. But uh, yeah, we're not really interested in selling to you at this point in time or, or having this discussion at this point in time. Um, and, uh, so, uh, you know, they responded and said, well, we, we appreciate that. Think about it. And if you have a change of heart, let us know. And literally, so, uh, I was talking to my partner cause we were actually talking to another big dog out there, uh, who I won't mention, but, uh, we were talking about a partnership and potential future acquisition down the road. And, uh, I said, well, I said, you know what? doesn't hurt to have two big dogs fighting over each other in one instance, uh, to try to get something that they both want to either take away yeah. or keep from getting in the other's hands. So yeah. we definitely played that card pretty hard. And, and, uh, uh, but I, but I did call him the next day. I said, you know what, actually I changed, I have a change of heart. I said, but we're going to do this in a very careful way because you are my direct competitor and I don't want to give you a whole lot of information on what we're doing, how many customers we have, so forth, so on. So if you guys are willing to do that and we have to use a third party, you know, to be able to do that, which, you know, we did so that they didn't get all the information, you know, from us on yeah. how we were doing things, so forth, so on. So, so I, so I you, mean, it was, the, you, you applied the whole Chinese wall strategy. Yeah. I, you, you try yeah. to, I mean, you, you yeah. know, there's communication, you know, going on, there's a certain level because you, know, you can only control so much, but you just kind of have to dig down and say, 
you know what? I'm I'm a pretty ethical person, and and uh, I hope that they are too. And um, mm. you know, that's all you can do. And and at the end of the day, they ended up being very ethical when it came to it. And you know, everything worked out quite well. And and actually, you know, I, I loved all the people. It was a Zywave. I mean, say it. You know, but uh, they were very very uh, good to me. The people over there were good to me, and I enjoyed my time getting an opportunity to kind of rebuild again and uh, rebuild a product, a uh, mod master that hadn't been touched in years. So, so yeah, yep. it was, it was fun. So, um, you know, but everything's got it, its it, time. It was really interesting to be sitting up at IndyTech showcase yeah. up in Indianapolis back. Were, were you there? I was I not. I unfortunately, know. I really wanted to go. I, I just, I just couldn't. I, I was, I, I was taken away. It, it occurred to me that you might have been there and I just didn't get a chance to meet you. But, <laughs> you know, seeing, seeing Jason on stage, uh, and and having him talk about uh, Jason Lou, the CEO of, of Zyway, for those of you that yep. are sorry, I shouldn't speak like that. I don't want to always ever assume that my audience knows exactly who I'm talking about when I use first names only. So please forgive me. the The CEO panel that Jason Cass put together had Vertifor Applied and Zywave on the same stage at the same time. For that was pretty awesome. I don't know if that's if that's ever happened before, where the the three mm-hmm. largest companies in the insurance technology space. But he mentioned that they've done, I think it was 10 acquisitions in the last three years. And I'm sitting there going, I remember what one of them was because <laughs> I heard that episode on Carruthers podcast just a few weeks ago uh, at, at that point. So, man, it, it is it is so interesting the way that insurance technology plays out because those three companies, all three of them, they're polite. They're mostly above board. And I'm sure there's some corporate craziness happening behind the scenes, but nobody ever really hears about that. But at the same time, they all want to bludgeon each other. All three of them want to beat the other two into submission and have (laughs) dominance. And I just love it from the agent's perspective because we're sitting back here and obviously there's many, many, many other companies, hundreds of other companies in the insure tech space. But those three are definitely the largest three by a long shot. So Mm -hmm. whenever they're competing to get better, to have some kind of advantage over uh, the other two. It's just a win for the entire industry. It's a win for agents. It's a win for our stakeholders. How cool to get to talk with you as you go through that experience. You were there during your earnout. You worked on ModMaster and helped integrate Magic and ModMaster. And I've never used either of those platforms. Full transparency, we don't write enough workers' compensation insurance for it to be something that we would ever purchase. We do a lot of GL, we do a lot of property, a lot of auto, a lot of ENS stuff, unfortunately. So it sounds uh, but, like you need to buy loss scan. We need to give you a demo. Yeah, and we're going to get there, my friend, for sure. That is exactly where, where I'm heading. So you're on their team, you're doing your earnout. You're you're being a good soldier at Zywave, making that product the best that it can be. What is that experience, how does that go and in, in migrate into your next venture, which is Lost Scan, you know, talk to me about the thought process of you're in your earnout. You got a nice bucket of cash from a great acquisition. You've had a very successful run with Magic. How do you get around to what do I do next? What was that process like for you? It was exactly that. You know, it was my business partner and I were like, okay, we're done. What's next? You know, and that's and that was pretty much it. I mean, nobody wants to sit on their butt. You know, I mean, I'm not going to do that. I've got. I have five kids and two little ones, you know, one that's six and one that's eight. So I've got, I've got college to put them through and, you know, a long life to live. So, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot yeah. of things that, uh, you know, I still have to accomplish, but you know, my brain is just constantly working on, you know, what are the things that we could do? And, you know, loss scan was one of uh, three different things that we were looking at doing 
Uh, Lawscan was the only one in the insurance industry. The other two were completely, you know, outside of that, um, which are still yeah. ideas and I think are super exciting. But, you know, we'll get to those maybe down the road sometime. But yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know what, there's still problems to be solved. And I know that my time at Magic and even at uh, Zywave, you know, I mean, you'd hear it's like, you know, it'd be great if we could get the data off of loss runs, you know, so we can use that and import it into the service. And like, yeah, that's just, that's not going to happen. You know, nobody's doing that. You know, you know, you can use a third party, you know, who can do that overseas or whatever. But reality is, is it's so complex and every loss run is so different that getting that data off of there accurately is, it's just not realistic, you know? And hmm. so, yeah, we just didn't think that it was, it was possible, but we decided, you know what, let's, Let's see if we can write an algorithm that might actually do this a little bit and go from there. Hmm. So, you know, I have so many questions about all of that. Before I jump into the law scan question, I have to ask for, and for those of you that are only listening to this podcast instead of going to our YouTube channel and seeing the video version now, you're missing out on an epic beard. Just before it, before we go over, did you consider a future as a beard model or being the, be the before picture in Just for Men commercials? I appreciate because, that very much. Because I mean, guys, boy, boys and girls out there, if you don't go to the YouTube channel and see this epic, beautiful silver beard that Scott has embraced, he ain't coloring that thing. That thing is beautiful. It is silver and it's awesome. I, I, I have some beard envy, I have to confess. So um, sorry, I for those of you that, that think I'm being ridiculous, whatever. I, I haven't seen quite that epic beardness before. So there you go. 50 years. They're, they're, 50 years to get yeah. it. You know, it takes a long time. No kidding. <laughs> awesome. There you go. Hey, Freedom Jumper. Are you looking to take your business to the next level? Who isn't, right? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they understand the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing marketplace. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique or outlandish they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and guidance you need to see your agency succeed, Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't just survive in the competitive insurance industry. Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Get started today. Learn more at nbsbrokerage.com. So, so you go through the process of finding the new need, finding the next thing, and you and your business partner decide, you know what? Yeah, we're going to do that. That's the next thing. What then? Because it's your second time being co-founders. It's your second time going and launching a new company. For those of us that have an idea that we haven't yet launched, for, for those of us out there in listener land, uh, what kind of advice would you give them? What kind of advice did you follow yourself the second time around? He's like, I wish I would have done X the first time, but I'm darn sure going to do it the second time. What, what's one or two things that uh, went differently um, with LawScan than Magic? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, the, the real advantage that we have is that, you know, when you run a SaaS company and you run it for, gosh, I think uh, 12 years before we were acquired, I mean, that was a long time. And so you learn a lot. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things about, you know, having and building a software company is building a good base, right? 
making sure that you've got all the different parts and pieces you need to put together like building blocks in order to get up to that certain point of what you want. And so, you know, we understood what those bases were. Um, you know, the advantage of starting a SaaS now, you know, especially in today's world of, uh, you know, worrying about cybersecurity issues, uh, data security, so forth, so on is, you know, we're starting off, you know, when we're at the high end of the curve. So we're already implementing all the things that people are trying to change their their software to be able to meet these needs. And, you know, we got, we have them right off the bat, you know, we're starting, you know, right now with this, with this product and the new security measures. So understanding, you know, all the parts and pieces that we need, whether it be, you know, Hey, are we going to use HubSpot, you know, to, to run our, our CRM, uh, you know, what are we going to use for our financial setup, you know, as far as managing the company, we've learned to be very, very lean in the sense that I don't like having a ton of employees. You know, I think, it's not really necessary to do that. You know, we, we learn to solve problems with software rather than with human capital. Um, not that I'm against, you know, human capital, but reality is, is if you want to be profitable and you want to have an ability to keep your customers happy, that you need to make sure that you're solving the problems that they're calling about. And, you know, so I would say that, you know, for, for me personally, uh, when we're starting up this company, having all those building blocks, the knowledge base in order to build this out was, you know, made it go extremely quick. I mean, we literally launched our first idea of the company, I think it was January 6th or whatever it was, you know, I think we took a week off after we left, you know, uh, the prior company and we started on January 6th and, and here we are, you know, we're October 4th, you know, we already have customers, we have a live product, you know, it's going fast, it's growing uh, I mean, I can barely, today's just been an insane day. I was barely keeping up with everything that's going on, but listening to your customers, no matter what company, no business you're doing, uh, whether you're a broker or you're an insure tech, you know, SaaS company, use your ears and listen, listen to what your customers are saying, listen to what their needs are. If you want to grow your platform in the right ways and, and be able to, you know, pinpoint and provide a product that's going to solve a problem. Your problems and, and your your idea of a problem is totally different than somebody else. And if you don't have the ability to listen to what those are and implement them, I mean you're just you're just basically wasting your time to be able to truly succeed, you know, when it comes to uh, uh, your product personally or you know for for the overall product you know, that you're you're building. So so yeah, I mean mm. there was there was just just the, the basic knowledge, you know, was was key. So we've danced around it a little bit. Why don't you explain the core problem that Loss Scan solves? And folks, we're going to put the information for Loss Scan in the show notes. You can find it at Loss Scan with three S's there, two for Loss, one for Scan, LossScan.com, and uh, and check out the website here. But but Scott, what's the big hairy problem that Loss Scan is solving? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's well. The problem is different for different individuals, you know. So, for instance, the problem for an insurance broker is different, or a producer is different than it is for a carrier, or an MGA, or even a risk manager. Um, but essentially, the primary core of loss scan is in order to extract data from a loss run of any from any company or any different type of uh, product. It could be workers comp or it could be GL, it could be auto, doesn't matter. Any loss run to be able to extract that information out and represent it to you in a format that you can either download on a CSV file 
so that you can take that CSV file and manipulate it and import it into another system, whether it be a rating system or, or like a mod master or, you know, whatever type systems out there. Um, mm -hmm. or, uh, or, you know, so that's, you know, the first solution. The other one is when we take all the data off that lost one, we present it to you in the UI UX so that you can actually visually look at that information and then you can sort it right in that, in that, that dashboard, you can click on any item that's, that we've pulled out, you know, whether it be total incurred, total reserves, open claims, and you just click the button and boom, it sorts it. So you can look at those open claims. I mean, you know, as a producer that one of the jobs a producer has is to review the loss runs with your client. So when yep. you review the loss runs from your client, if you're a producer, you have, in many cases on the commercial side, you'll have loss runs from four or five different companies over the last five years that you should be reviewing. They're all different. Right. Every single one looks different. So as a producer, you're going in and you have all the loss runs printed out in front of you. And now you've got them highlighted, which ones are open. Let's look at the open ones. What's changed? What's closed? What are the biggest ones that are affecting our, 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 uh, our, our overall insurance, right? So hmm. that's not the easiest process, right? It's not clean. It's not, it's not fun to go through that and do that. And it's confusing for your client because they're looking at these different formats. So what we do is we allow you to go in and actually select all those different loss runs from all those different carriers and export them into one PDF document, not just a CSV, but also a PDF document, a new loss run with your logo on it, with your colors, that now you can export with all the open claims first, the ones you want to talk about, the ones with the highest, you know, you can do it again. And the, now the one with all the, the largest, you know, uh, reserves that are open, the largest total incurred, whatever it may mm -hmm. be. Now you have the ability to have that conversation or probably most important because this is the most important sale that you make is not necessarily the customer. The customer is just getting them to say yes or no, let me yeah. Actually, I, I know where insurance. you're going, buddy. You go ahead and it's, bring it, man. Br bring that next it, point. Come on. Absolutely. So the underwriter, right? I mean, the underwriters, you have to be able to sell the underwriters on that business. And, you know, yep. I, I've told so many people this so many times. Insurance companies are investment companies. They're investors. Yep. Don't think of them as insurance companies, right? If they're investing... They're investing in the opportunity for them to profit from a business. So just like you as an individual, when you go out and you try to get, buy a home, right? Buy a car, whatever it may be. You have a credit score, right? What does it look like? How can you convince them, if you have any scars in your credit, that you are a good risk? You have to convince that underwriter that you're a good risk. Insurance yep. agent has to do the same thing. So your sale to that business owner about yourself is a sale about how good you are at selling an underwriter. That's your job. Yep. I'm selling you that I'm the best damn agent out there who's going to sell that underwriter on your business. So what kind of tools am I going to use to do that? I'm going to use loss scan to show them first off where the problems are and talk about them. Now, one of the things that we're done, we've done since the, my last podcast that I did is we've actually implemented this new ability for you to take a loss run that you ran. And, and I'll, I'll explain this in a couple of different ways, but a loss run that you ran three months ago, six months ago, 
a year ago, a lost friend that you just ran now, you select the two, you click compare. Our system goes through, finds the matching claim numbers and any new claim numbers and tells you, has this claim changed in its status? Is it now open mm. or was it reopened? Is it new? Is it closed? Have the reserve changed? The reserves gone up? Have they gone down? How about the total incurred? How's that changed? And then we present two charts at the top of that loss run so you can actually see that. So for an underwriter to get that, to see how that business has begun to change over a period of time, and for you to be able to present that to them and have a narrative around what are they doing, yeah. that's, that's, what, that's what you're doing with LawScan. And that's the secret sauce right there, man. No, absolutely. And, and you know, you have to keep wow. in mind, what do underwriters do? They get a stack of paper. And I talk to underwriters and it's, it's hilarious when I show them law scan, they're like, yeah. oh my God, I got to tell all my brokers about this because if I could just get them to send me a submission that I can look at the data like this, are you kidding me? I mean, it, yep. you don't believe the garbage that I get and stacks of paper, who gets put at the top? Incomplete accords, no supplementals. If you get lost runs, they're incomplete and there's no commentary around them. You know, most of my peers in the industry, and I mean, you used to be a broker, you know, most people are super lazy when it comes to this stuff. So the, where my head instantly goes is loss development factors and looking at trend analysis and, and realizing how you can paint a picture of hey, these reserves went down and look at the history from before and look at it where it is now and painting that picture for the underwriter. Wow, that's that's really powerful, man. So yeah. the, the cool thing here is when I first heard the name, my thought was, is this a competitor for Lost Run Pro? I'm no. a huge fan of Lost Run Pro. And, and as I learned more about the company, I'm realizing, no, the collaboration between Lost Run Pro, which helps retail agents get the lost runs collected faster and easier. It gets them into your possession. Like the idea of dovetailing a lost run pro, which is like, give me that lost run. And lost scan that says, all right, cool. You've got some lost runs. Now what? And be able to patch those two things together for a really cool experience for the retail agent and our stakeholders. Wow. Like when you think about daisy chaining these tech companies together, each of which have very specific and a lot of times compatible missions and the way that you guys do your thing to deliver value to the retail agent. I mean, not to take any of your thunder away, just thinking about the entire life cycle of a loss run from collection to processing to, okay, tactically, what do we do with this data that helps us close a deal or serve a client or whatever? It's like, wow, well done, yeah. man. That That is, that's some pretty slick stuff there. And, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone else doing something to that degree with the lost data. Obviously, you know, like like Zywave's product and uh, Modmaster, or uh, sorry, Todd, didn't mean to mess up the name of your company. They're Mod Advisor with Todd Tams. Some other companies are doing analysis on the data itself. But as far as drawing trends and being able to compare back and forth and then be tactical like you've described, I don't know of anybody else who's doing that in the industry right now. That is very slick, my friend. Well done. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and keep in mind, you know, the, there's there's a big difference between, you know, mods and loss runs, right? I mean, mods are, 
you know, I, I won't get back into that, but when I can tell you that, yeah. I mean, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, For sure. I'm happy I'm done with that whole thing. It was tough. You know, I mean, there's no question about it, but yeah, for Lost Run Pro, for instance, you know, I mean, we, we have reached out to Lost Run Pro, you know, we've started some conversations over there with the hope that, you know, possibly we can work together in that sense that, you know, it's, it's a win for them and for us on both sides to, kind of create this, uh, you know, I don't know, a uh, partnership or whatever you want to call it. You know, if we can put something together that looks good for both of us. And I think that's a win for everybody. And that's what we're really striving to do. I mean, uh, my, my job is, is to, you know, really get this information, get it into your hands so that you can dissect it, manipulate it. And we will have an analysis that we will be building around just a loss run. So that will come. And uh, that is on our board for hopefully within the next six months. We've already started the process of doing that. You know, so being able to analyze that information at the same time or for an underwriter to be able to analyze that is also a big thing. So one yep. of the uh, you know, sneak peeks into our next step of what we're doing is if you can imagine being inside of our system and you import, you know, for a particular business, you know, your loss runs or four different loss runs or five or whatever it is. And you say, you know, I need to, I need to share this in a submission and you click that button in our system. We'll generate a special link that is generated. You'll be able to share that link with an underwriter. The underwriter will go to that link when you email them, say my loss runs are attached along with all the information as you need in order to analyze this risk. Click here. They click on it. And what happens? It takes them to a web page. It has all the loss runs at the top that they can look at. They can download. Uh, they can do whatever they want with it. But at the same time, they'll be able to see all the data for all the loss runs right below that, mm. that they can then organize. They can then export. They can then review. They can also look at charts or graphs to analyze it. You know, Whatever risk they want to see about that submission, they will be able to see. That my friend, is going to be an extremely powerful tool for any producers out there. And the nice thing about the way that we do business is I just love adding things. I mean, I love building things that are going to solve problems. And I know a lot of the problems are out there, but this one kind of came to me. I'm like, man, that would be cool. That would be really, I wish I was still a heavy producer producing. And Because <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about being a good partner for your underwriter, what you just described. And folks out there, Freedom Jumper, if you didn't really grasp what Scott just said, hit the back 30 seconds button a few times on your player and listen to that blurb again. Because anyone who wants to have your underwriter absolutely adore you, that is something you need to be doing. And I'm going to demo Lost Scan for RiskWell uh, probably two or three weeks from now. I'm traveling next week. But two weeks from now, Scott, let's make some time, man, for sure. Because what, what you're doing, I want more of it because I love an unfair advantage. And I'm pretty sure that most of my peers uh, for the accounts that we're going after, they're simply not doing this stuff. And that, what better way to make an underwriter fall in love with you than to know that every submission that comes from your office is going to have something from LawScan on there. And just as an aside, man, uh, you know, Brendan Core has been a guest on the podcast. Um, I'm a huge fan of Lost Room Pro. We've done some promotional stuff for them as well. I've uh, been to a Cowboys game with Brendan uh, when he was in town. And just a, a fantastic guy. Anything that I can do to help grease the skids there, I would love to see those two companies working together because it just makes my life easier, honestly. It makes our tech stack a little bit more streamlined if those two functions are talking to each other. So, um, wow, that's a really cool thing to think about. 
Yeah, and no, I mean, I I think it would be great. I mean, and and of course, you know, I mean, we there's there's some uh, initial conversations taking place, but you know, the more the merrier, and uh, you know, the more push we get, the better. I mean, I mean, my thought process is, you know, we would just click a little, you know, put the little button to request loss runs right into our system, so you can literally do it right from us if you have an account with Loss Run Pros, and you know, just Love do it. it that way. I mean, that makes life super easy, and then they just get imported right into our system, and then we extract, and off you go. And unlike the the mod based solution, this is accessible and useful for just about anybody who's writing commercial insurance, whether it's small market, middle market, national accounts, whatever. If you're writing commercial insurance, anything that has loss runs in the process from initial contact to binding a policy, then you should probably take a strong look at loss scan. That's the main reason why I was glad to invite Scott on to the pod because while it's hard to find the use case for the work comp specific solutions, loss scan is the entirety of the commercial insurance ecosystem. Every line of business that generates a loss run. I just went to their website, lossscan.com. They're currently supporting more than 500 carriers. That's a lot of carriers. Uh, and I imagine that that number only climbs by the month. So uh, we, we've reached a good point here to, to land the plane, Scott. I'll just give you the last word, uh, and then we can uh, get our, our listeners back to their day. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I, I certainly appreciate it. I would, I would say, uh, you know, if you're out there producing uh, on a day-to-day -day basis or you're an underwriter or, or whoever you may be, embrace the technology that's out there. You know, don't don't close your mind to, you know, what type of technology can help you. Um, don't be afraid to make the investment. You know, I mean, I know with Lost Scan and, and even my prior, you know, we always focused on what can we build that will save time, money, and give you accuracy. And, uh, you know, so there's a ton of products out there. Um, you know, use them to your advantage. Uh, and uh, most certainly uh, come check us out, you know, at Lost Scan. And, you know, we'd love to give you a demo and show you around and, you know, talk about how we can help you out. So I appreciate the opportunity to be on. Awesome. Now, he is Scott Knowles, like Beyonce, is his sister, of course, and uh, he is the co-founder of Loss Scan. Check him out at LossScan.com. And this has been another episode of the Agency Freedom Podcast. Make it a great day, boys and girls. We'll talk to you again real soon. Y'all take care. Thanks for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast. Please subscribe to AFP on your favorite platform to get automatic updates with every new episode and help other people find us. If you like what you hear, please drop us a review and tell the world what you like best. Most importantly, please share AFP with someone you know who is still in captivity. They'll thank you later. Visit our website at agencyfreedom.com to get access to exclusive content and announcements. Join our community on Facebook by typing in Agency Freedom in the search bar. Send your questions, comments, guest recommendations, and favorite grilling recipes to us at podcast at agencyfreedom.com. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom. Until next time, let's go.